It's a very good run for Hurley. Hurley in lane six. Can Donuts catch him? Challenging the world record, no less, too. And he's got it. Robert Hurley, 23-2-4. Another world record has fallen in Sydney. Hey, guys. Welcome to the very first podcast, Swimming with Bobby. And today we have world champion Matt Wilson. Matt, how does that sound to be called a world champion? Still, still a bit weird, actually. It hasn't really sunk in yet. Um, I mean, that was a couple months ago now, but... Um yeah, I mean, world champions, just a weird, weird ring to it to me. Well, that's your new title, world champion. And as I said, it's our very first podcast, Swimming with Bobby. We're here to talk about all things swimming, breaking down life as a swimmer, training sets, traveling, performances. So thanks for sitting down with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be uh, the first one off the bat. So um, yeah, let's talk swimming. All right, so the week of the world champs, leading into Guangzhou in Korea, you've just been on fire in 2019. Um, you know, New South Wales States in February, 208.5 in the 200 breaststroke, come nationals in April, 207.1, uh, 150 metres underworld record pace, and then 207 again at the trials. What was, what was that whole year leading into from sort of January before Korea training camps, you're, you're racing fast, you had a bit of a hamstring injury, so how did all, all that go to process and, and swim fast at the same time? Yeah, I mean, I think it was more of a, a confidence thing for me um, with my racing. When I hit that 208 at States, like you said, um, that was easily the fastest in-season swim I've done in my life. Was that a um, PB at the time? Or no, it was mean? just over. It was yeah. 0.3 over from what I did at Pampax the year prior. Um, and I mean, yeah, it was just like a confidence boost knowing that I could swim that fast without rest and like what I could do with rest. I never expected to go a 207.1 break Commonwealth record, Australian record, um, in Adelaide. I actually did have a slight hamstring tear or strain, um, leading into that. So we didn't even know if I'd be racing originally. Uh, yeah, I dropped that 207.1 and that really put me in contention to... Um, medal at Worlds, if not win. So we went on a training camp to Townsville, really knuckled down, did a bit of heat, get a bit of warm weather. Was um, that straight off April? Or that was like uh, May, was a couple, wasn't it? A couple of weeks after, I think it was, yeah, yeah. during May. Um, then we had a couple of weeks back in Sydney, and then we raced at the Sydney Open there, um, which was a bit rough for me. But 210? Yeah, I went 210. Um, so 210 is pretty rough now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 210 used to be world beating, you know, just exactly. five or six years ago. A few years ago, that was up there, but now everyone's going 207, and um, it's, it's a lot flatter feel, like everyone's really in the race now. Um, but yeah, I mean, off the back of that, had a couple of weeks rest, and then qualified for Worlds at the 207.7. Wasn't my best swim I've ever done. Um, happy to admit that. But I got myself a spot on that team, got the win. And then it was really about the five weeks leading to Worlds where it was just a couple of weeks of really hard, really intense training. And then coming back down and making sure that I was rested and going to peak for that 200 breaststroke, really. Yeah, tell us about that, that five weeks. It's the first time Australia's done the, the close trials before the World Champs and, and you've made the past two Australian teams in, in 2017 and 2018, but that sort of style, you had three months to train from trials to 
to the big competitions and you, you've been swimming quick all year and then you obviously nailed that five weeks to then take another step forward at, at uh, in Korea. Yeah, so after trials, we had just a couple of weeks at home, which I think really helped. Last year, I think it was a bit too long away from home. So we had a week at home and then four weeks in Cairns, Nagaoka and then Tokyo. So this time it was a week in Cairns for me, myself. Some people did the two weeks again because they liked that. We had an option, which was good. Um, so I did a week in Cairns and then I went a week in Nagaoka. Nagaoka is a very, very quiet place. Um, not much goes on there, which is probably really good for us um, to get into that race mindset, just get away from the hustle and bustle of, I mean, for me, Sydney and... And that's where the team's going before Tokyo Olympics as well, right? Yeah. So a bit of a home base for the Australian team. Yeah, it's like a home base for us. So we'll be doing that again next year. Um, I'll probably do the same thing a week, a week, and then a week in um, the village. Oh, assuming I make the team, hopefully. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we did that. And then a week in Nagoka, um, where we did some pretty intense training for the first half of the week and then started to come down back half of the week. There was a lot of time trials, a lot of um, a lot of people coming to watch us, which was pretty interesting. They were cheering us on, which was um, which is good for a session, I reckon. Like you don't get that every every day, so having that um, was pretty special. And then off the back of that, we went to um, went into the village in Guangzhou. Um, I mean, the village was interesting. I mean, the food hall was very nice. The um, the rooms probably not the best we've ever I mean I went to Com Games the year before so nothing's probably going to beat that that was amazing the rooms um, looked a bit half finished but I mean I just comfortable needed enough. yeah comfortable enough that I could perform um, and then yeah then we knuckled down and got into racing alright so the week in Nagawoka before you left you said you did some pretty hard sets and time trials let's get stuck into some swimming talk what, what did you lay down and, and did you, did you really impress yourself on that week to give you confidence or when did you really get that, that belief that you could do something special? Yeah, I mean, that week was probably one of the biggest weeks where I got my confidence up and I was like, yeah, I can like do something special here. Yeah. Especially in my hundred. Like um, we were doing a few broken hundreds where I do a dive 50, then I push 50 10 seconds after. So I was diving um, 27 points in training, which is... Suited. Yeah, suited, suited yeah. which is pretty good for myself. So I was going seven high, seven mids. And then I was turning around pushing a 29. So so yeah. I was like, you know, like I'm going to do something in this 100, hopefully. Yeah. And then even in like the 200 stuff, we're doing 450s back to back. And I'd go, I'd dive 28, whatever it was, and then push 29, push 30 point lows. So that was also like, like I can back it up. I can do a good... What are those 50s on? Uh, 50 or 60. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, so yeah. I think it was on 60 to start with. Um, and then got down a bit. But before that, we're doing... like We do three lots of 850s. Um, so it starts out on 110. The first two are 110, then like one minute and then 50, and then just finish it. And that's <clears throat> some of the hardest stuff I do because I... It's like a broken 400 yeah, breaststroke. Yeah, like a broken 400 breaststroke pretty much. And I have to hit 30 points for yeah. all of them, or faster. <laughs> so, I mean, when I was doing that, I was doing that in Townsville as well. And I was like, like I'm on, like I'm going to yeah. do something good here. Yeah, well, 
I could definitely say there's not many guys in the world that, that could do that. And, um, you know, on the Australian team, we've got Zach Stubblity-Cook as well, who got fourth in the tournament of breasts at Worlds. Are you doing this with him? Because I've heard he's a pretty tough trainer too. Yeah, he's a very tough trainer. He's shown me a bit. Um, we had a camp on the Sunshine Coast in... Oh, it was just before Nationals. So probably... March. March, yeah, March. And then he was tailing me up. I wasn't like particularly fit back then, but he was just tailing me up, like pushing. He pushes 29s and 30 points on the regular as well. Um, and he's a very impressive trainer. Yeah. Uh, when we were in Agaoka, we didn't do too much together. We did our own individual things because we're very different swimmers. We have very different race plans. So I was doing my thing, he was doing his thing. But I mean, prior to that, we we had done a little bit of work together, and it was a bit, it was interesting to see how he how he trains and how he puts his race plan together in training. Yeah, he could he could be one to watch next year. But like Not you said, sure. that that two hundred meters is is pretty open as well, isn't it? Yeah, so let's get stuck into into Korea. It's a, your second world champs. You you did swim Budapest twenty seventeen and and made a final there. So obviously, you know your goals and expectations coming in were a little bit higher leading into Guangzhou and then uh, day one 100 breaststroke in the morning 59.1 PB take us through that yeah I mean I felt very smooth in the water I probably didn't race it perfectly but I raced it really well so I probably overrated just a touch at the end of my race which probably pushed me away from that 59.0 um and your PB coming in was what, 59.6 yeah, 59 or so? so it was yeah, half a second PB, which I was stoked with. I was stoked to go 59.1. Um, and now I'm under the qualifying time for Tokyo next year already. So hopefully I can repeat that. But yeah. And that puts you as the fastest Australian over 100, which opens up two medley relays now as well. So Yeah, exactly. So hopefully a bit more of a med medal shot next year. Um, but I mean, Jake Packer is still there. He's still 59.2 swimmer. Didn't have the best year last year, but I mean, he's a resilient bloke, so he's going to bounce back mm -hmm. bigger, and it's an Olympic year. Everyone steps up. But yeah, that 100 um, for me was just like the start. Like I just, as soon as I did that, I was like, I'm going to be on this week. Like I'm going to have a good week. And then went into the semifinal. I went just a touch slower. I think I was 59 two. And I came 10th, so I, like, I missed the final by 0 0.03 or 0 0.04. It was a close margin, yeah. but I wasn't disappointed. I was, I was disappointed, but I wasn't like shattered because of it. Like I'd put my best foot forward. I still think it was a pretty good race. I hadn't been faster than 59.6 prior to that. So I was very happy with that. you've um, done it twice. Yeah, I've done it twice day. in the same day. So yeah. um, yep. I was happy with that. Yeah, I know for me as a swimmer, you can do all this training and gain all this confidence from training uh, in your sets and time trials, but it doesn't count until you get it done in a race, right? And, and you always want, well, for me, I always wanted to have a good first race and that just set up the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. So 59-1, you must have been feeling pretty good. And then just written here, Chukkov and Belandon, Chukkov being the world champ and Belandon, the Olympic champ, they only go similar times, 59-0, to 59-1, they scrape into the final, finish seventh and eighth, but like yourself, they'd have one eye on the 200 meter race. So at that point, after the first day of the world champs, 
who are you sort of looking at and who are you sizing up for this 200 meter race or are you just focusing on yourself i mean i switched my focus straight to the medley relay quite honestly um i mean i thought we had a very very good shot leading into it at winning beating the mixed us medley relay. yeah i'm sorry the mixed yeah. medley relay um so that was my main focus but in terms of who i was looking out for in the 200 i mean chupka was the big one um i knew he was gonna go under the world record he was he was scaring it for so long that he was just, I just knew he was going to do it. Um, and I mean, Ipe, former world record holder, was also there. It was also um, someone I was keeping my eye on. But yeah, my main focus was on the medley relay, mixed medley relay, the, I think it was two days after, um, where I thought we had a really good shot at winning. Yeah, so you have day two and three off. So, so two days off, come in for the mixed medley relay, 58-8 breaststroke split in the morning and then I think pretty big time 58-3 at night. So Larkin on the backstroke, Emma McKeon and Kate Campbell win gold. Coming, Kate comes over the top of Simone Manuel. Everyone's cheering at home. So gold for the Australian team. First world championship gold medal and you proved to be one of the crucial members of that split, of that relay team with a, with a big split. So how was that? Yeah, I mean, I think that was the best 100 breaststroke I've ever bloody done in my life um i went two less strokes in that hundred than i've ever done or actually two less strokes than i did in the heat of the um, hundred breasts where i went 59.1 i dropped to 58.3 so i was stoked with that honestly i turned around and i saw my split come up and i was like pumped i was like hell yeah i got it we were behind by we were behind russia at that point but i was like hell yeah like i've <laughs> just dropped a massive swim yeah and it felt awesome, and it like gave me a bit of confidence going tomorrow as well. Like I was so confidence just building, yeah, continuing I mean, my to build, continuing to build. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, in the last <laughs> ten meters of that race was so intense. I was screaming at Kate, and I think you can see on like the the broadcast, I'm like looking behind because there was the TV behind us, and I couldn't really see who was in front. So I looked behind me because they got like an overhead shot to see, get a better view of, to see if like Kate was in front or Simone was in front. And Kate was leading and I was like, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. And then on the touch, Kate didn't have the best touch, I don't think, and or Simone had a very good touch. And I was like, oh, God, I, I don't know anymore. And I looked up and we won by 0.02 and I, <laughs> I just went, oh, it was crazy. It was a crazy feeling. It doesn't get any better than that. No, it does not. So that's, uh, that's day four. Last event of the night, you've got gold medal, so there's medal presentations, press conferences, possibly a, a drug test as well. Mm. Coming down off that night, knowing that you've got your main race, two and a breaststroke, in probably like 12 or 14 hours time. So how do you, how do you bring yourself down? How do you sleep that night? Uh, actually, surprisingly well. I went pretty much straight to bed. So I got home at like one in the morning or something, but I went straight to bed. So I got dinner, I went straight to bed. Um, and I had probably had one of the best transitions I've had from going to the pool, going back home and getting to bed. So I had the drug, I did have a drug test, but I got that done in about 10 minutes because I needed to go instantly after the race. So I was holding on during the medal presentation and I was like, all right, let's go, like, let's get out of here. Um, and then massage, swim down. So I did like my 800 to a K, swim down, got out, got four massage therapists. <laughs> each limb just <laughs> flushing, flushing me out. And then 
I was on that bus and straight to the dining hall, then quickly got something to eat and straight to bed. It was actually a very smooth transition. And I woke up like not feeling great, but like not horrible, not as bad as I have felt in the past. And um, yeah, I mean, it showed in the morning swim as well that I did. And what contributes to that, like experience and, and I'm not sure, but two years ago, if you won a gold medal, you probably it would have been game over the next day, right? Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, it's definitely the couple of years of experience I've had with um, the swim team. I mean, when probably 2017, I would have been a bit too, too shy or too nervous to ask for all that help from everyone. Like, that's what they're there for. They're there to help you. So now I, like, I kind of realise that. And I'm using that now. I'm using that better than I have in the past. So that's attributed to why I'm backing up better than I have. Mm-hmm. And your, your performances, I would think, your performances command that. You know, you're yeah. you're one of the the leaders of the Australian team. And like you said, you broke the Commonwealth record leading in. So, you know, myself and, and a lot of people had had eyes on this 200 breaststroke race for yourself and for Zach to to see how it unfolded. And and um, that was another relay that. Australia won there halfway through Worlds and I think at that point you had uh, Ariane had won um, the women's relay had won um, Mac Horner had done his thing so what was the, the vibe and and the, the momentum of the whole Australian team even before you stepped up for that 200 breaststroke because it looked like it was it was a good team atmosphere there yeah the atmosphere was one of, it was probably actually it was the best I've been a part of um, everyone was get, getting along, like everyone was in high spirits because everyone was performing. And that, that happens with good performances, like everyone's going to be happy when they're around. Um, but yeah, I mean, having that atmosphere around me personally, I reckon definitely contributed to my performances because I wasn't being shut off just to myself and my own thoughts. I had people coming over and talking to me and we were just having fun, even like the warm-up pool, warm-up area, we were just like having fun, having a chat. I mean, it didn't really feel like it was a high-pressure situation in that area. But when we got behind the blocks, that's when like, you switched on and mm-hmm. that's when race it was race mode. So it's good to not to get into race mode too early, huh? So to be able to relax even at the pool, get your stretching done, mm. warm-up, and then only sw- flick the switch on when it needs to be, huh? Yeah, I think so, because if you're spending all that time just thinking in race mode prior to race, you're spending hours, if not days, and just thinking about racing, you're just going to be mentally spent and you're going to be flat and lethargic, Mm. I think. That's my thinking behind it, anyway. Yeah, Yeah, and then 200 breaststroke heats, day five in the morning, 207.2. 0.1 off your PB, off your Commonwealth record, underworld record pace again for the first three laps. So, and it looked super smooth. I know I spoke to Adam after the race, he was very happy. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the easiest 207s I'll ever do, I reckon. <laughs> I was three strokes less than the first 50, and then I was a few more strokes less on the third and fourth as well. Well, actually a lot on the fourth, because usually I'm at 20, 21 on the last 50. I was probably 14 or 15, just cruising along as well, which was... Well, we I thought, just, I was up <laughs> in the commentary box, we thought you were going to get the world record in the morning. I did you, not you know I was going for Honestly, <laughs> I thought I was going like an eight yeah. mid or eight high or something. I was just trying to get like that top, like top four, so I could get like a lane four or a lane five. And it's one of those events where, where I don't know what, what the 
qualifying in the semis was, but 210 potentially actually could have missed the semi-finals. So you yeah. did have, even though you're a 207 guy, you had to be switched on, didn't you? Yeah, I think 210 might have been, the, like 210 very low might have been the cutoff. Um, but yeah, like you have to be switched on. In the, I definitely have to be switched on in the morning. Otherwise, you're risking missing a semi-final or a final or whatever. Um, if you're thinking about the final, you might not even make the semi. Exactly right. right. Yeah. Like you can't be getting ahead of yourself and just trying to relax completely. Like there is a point where you can, like for me, I can switch off a bit in that heat, in that semi-final. I wanted to try and put down a fast time, but um, and like trying to just get a spot in the in the final. I wasn't thinking about breaking a world record or mm-hmm. any of that. I was just thinking about getting a spot in the final. Well, what, what about after the heats? You know, you're only 0.6 off that world record. There's, you know, I, I came up and said, not to you, but gee, there's, there's 30 grand US for a world record. I don't know if you knew that, but were you going for it in the semis? I did afterwards. Were you going for it in the semis, knowing that the final was still to come? You're on fire. Every swim that you'd done at this point had been good anyway. What, what were your intentions going into that semi-final? Um, I mean, I was going to go 150, like I have done before, 150 like as my race plan and then see where I was in the race and if I was behind then I would like have to keep going if I was in front by a fair bit then I'd switch off and I turned and I was in front um, and I kept going a bit and then I could hear the crowd so I thought I thought like surely someone's catching up to me I was like no I gotta keep going and I felt really good so I was like no I'll just keep going and see what time I can put down and then I hit the wall and I turned around and I was like shocked, firstly, <laughs> to see the little world record symbol next to my name. And I was like, like holy crap, like, <laughs> I did not just do that. I mean, yeah, it was just, I was just blown away by it. I still actually can't really quite get it to sink in that I've, I've done that, even if it was for a day. I mean, and I at what point after the race did you realize that it was an equal world record which again is another very very rare thing to happen yeah actually i realized pretty quickly as soon as i saw my time i was like hey that's that time seems familiar <laughs> that's like, the one you've yeah, had your eye on for yeah, a couple exactly. of years huh? so i turned around and like i saw the world record then i was like oh what time like oh equal like still but like yeah i was just still just in shock that i did that yeah i remember um i mean that was exciting but again coming off a big medley relay gold an equal world record, but you still had the main event to come. You still had 24 hours to wait to have a crack at, again, the world record and the gold medal, knowing that, you know, in most other events, if you broke the world record, you'd be untouchable, you know? But yeah. in this men's 200 breaststroke, so you're equal. Yeah, Navi's world record, Chupkov had been threatening for a long time. You had the Olympic champ, Belandon, in there, as well as the mm-hmm. two Americans. So there was no real, there wasn't much time to celebrate. No, exactly. So I went... I had a drug test again, which I, I don't know, I've done the best drug test I've ever done over there. I was in and out in 10 minutes every time, which was unheard of. Um, Just like the Chinese team. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I did like all my race warm down and then um, massage and all that stuff. I did that perfectly as well, got home. I mean, that night was a bit harder to get some sleep because I was just so hyped, but, um, I mean, I still got a fair amount of sleep. Plus, I could have I slept in 
because I didn't have anything in the morning. Well, I went for a light swim. There was another, there was a training pool. Um, I can't remember where exactly it was. It was at the university out there. So there was no, like, there's only a few people there. Um, so I had the pool pretty much to myself. I just did a bit of a, like, a light roll through, like a K or two, and then came in in the Arvo the night, um, pre-race warm-up, pre-race stretching and stuff like that. Just getting ready to race, really. So it sounds like you've got a good rap of controlling yourself and your own emotions and your own process of warm-down drug tests, eat and sleep. But what about everybody else? Because everybody's coming up, patting you on the back, congratulating you. Um, I know at that point Adam, Adam had lost his voice from cheering. So how did you manage everything around your own your own sort of emotions yeah i mean it was doing stuff like going to the training pool and just like having a quiet area so not everyone was coming up and um getting all hyped around me and trying to hype me up as well that makes sense and then i mean when i got to the dining hall um after that 200 semi-final the first person who came up to me was actually anton and he was like (laughs) Yeah, like you're, you're crazy like congrats and then um the other russian kirill brugoda who i'm actually pretty good friends with um he came up and he's just like you're a freak like <laughs> <laughs> and a bit of banner with anton as well which is you've known anton for for a couple yeah. of years now right tell I've us about that anton since 2015 where we swam together at junior worlds he completely destroyed us in that race he went i think he went 209 low and i went 210 high and i got second in that race but yeah, we've been in contact for four years now. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we see each other at the major meets and at World Cups and stuff like that as well. And um, we always have a chat. We get along very well. I mean, there's always the after parties as well. And <laughs> we love to hang out with each other. I mean, the Russians love their vodka. So, <laughs> so yeah, I just hang around with him. But um, yeah, he's, he's good fun. He's a good bloke. Any rivalry or, or friendly rivalry? But I guess... He, you know, he was first in Budapest two years ago. You were, you were eighth, and he won Junior Worlds. You were second. There's, yeah. there's, there's, there's a legitimate rivalry now, I, w- I would think. Yeah, there's definitely a, it's a friendly rivalry. It's no, no um, angst against him at all. So he's a good bloke, and he's a terrific swimmer. All right, Matt, we've got the uh, semi-final of the 200 breaststroke from Worlds. We equal the world record. Uh, the video playing right now in front of us. Have you watched this race before? The TV version of this race, anyway? Yeah, I've watched it a couple times, the um, the semi-final. I've never watched the final back, though. So I don't know if we've got that as well. But, yeah, we'll be watching that a bit later as well. All right, we'll get through both the semi and the final. Here we go with the semi. You're in lane four. We've got some pretty good swimmers outside. I mean, I had Marco Koch, 2015 world champion. I mean, Zach was next to me and then Ipe next to Zach. James Wilby as well, Great Britain. He went 207.4 earlier in the year as well, so I thought he was going to be a, a big threat in this race. Slapping yeah, yourself. Always do that. Always do the arms before I get on the block. Copying uh, Cesar Cielo. Yeah. <laughs> Not he as, was a 50 I'm not, freestyle. I'm not, <laughs> not, as, not as intense. Yeah, then I chuck, chuck my arms over my head and then slap my um, lats every time. 
pretty well there as well. It's something I've been working on is the, um, the skills, so the dives and the, the turns. Um, so we get like a 15 metre dive start time. And I try to aim to get under 6.5 or faster than that. And I think I went 6.1 in this, which was one of the best times I've done. So one of your best ever starts. And you got, well, Watanabe's up in two, who's the, at this point, the current world record holder. And he's got similar race strategy to you, pretty fast over the first three yeah, laps. Yeah, so he was out with me. I saw him at the 50, and I was like, oh, okay, someone's coming with me. At this point, 80 metres down, you're almost the body length clear in front at this point. And, and you've got Zach next to you, which you've raced. Zach's at the back of the pack, so ahead of world record line. Yeah, I mean, I know Zach was going to be back a bit. That's how he races. He goes back for the first 150 and drops down a massive last 50, which he uh, did to me in 2018, went straight past me. <laughs> so I was a bit wary of that as well, actually. Ipe makes a bit of a move here as well. I was feeling really smooth. At this point, I started to bring up the rate a bit. It was about um, 10 metres ago on the third 50 and coming in the turn. So, underworld, 0.34 underworld record pace, but what an Arby's two lanes above. You would have seen him on that turn, so you're right that the crowd cheer and 50 to go. Yeah, so the crowd starts to cheer about very loudly, about 25, 30 metres to go. And I was thinking, Ipe's going straight past me, or Marco's catching up to me. Um, I didn't really think it'd be me getting close to the world record. You see my hands are just on the world record line there. And I adjust my stroke going in a bit, so I take an extra little stroke there, which I think really helped get that world record. I mean, I was pretty happy about it. <laughs> That's a pretty cool start. 100th world record and world championship. That's good that Zach, the first guy to pat you on the back as well, yeah, have your teammate right there next to you. He's always the first one to come over and congratulate me, or I'm always the first one to go over and congratulate him. We've got a very good bond. We've been swimming against each other since we were 12, so we know each other very well. And then having Watanabe, you just equaled his world record. Are, are you mates with him, or, or does he speak yeah. much English? Uh, he doesn't speak a lot of English, but he did look over at me, and he put up a, a big thumbs up to me, and I gave one back. Um, just a slight acknowledgement there. You've been probably four or five times under world record pace to miss, so <laughs> you got it. Yeah. You got it. If they put down a massive last 50 when he broke the world record in 2017. So that always happens, it always happens. It's gonna happen even more now that... Um, With the world record line, yeah. Yeah. All right, that sets it up for the final tomorrow. So it sounds like it's a, you know, you've been on the scene in this event for a while and pretty friendly with these boys. So it's, it's not like the 100 freestyle, I can tell you that. Everyone's <laughs> giving you thumbs up to equal their world record. That's a bonus. No, I think we're a, a pretty, close bunch of breaststrokers like just dip together. We've got the final of the 200 breaststroke here now. So um, you're in lane four, Chukkov's in five. Um, have you seen this one? You haven't seen the final yet. No, said. I haven't seen this one. Um, I've got a pretty good idea how this one's going to end out, but <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes.
All right, and, and setting up at this point, day six, um, Australia were, I think, top of the medal tally at the World Champs at this point. But Russia had won, Russia being, you know, Anton Trubkov, but they'd won the three gold medals going in, right? Efimova, no, two, Efimova and, and Rulov had won. So Russia were on a bit of a roll here. Yeah, I think they won both those gold medals on that day as well. So they had no gold going into yeah. day six, I think it was, and then <laughs> ended up winning three or four that day, I think it was. So it uh, was a pretty good effort from them. Yeah, well, watch this. In, in my opinion, this was individually one of, if not the most exciting race on, on the men's side of the world champs. So credit to you for that. Five from Russia, Anton Chukov. Looking to make it three in a row for the Russian team. You forget that he went 2.068 in the semi. It's only a fraction behind you, huh? Yeah, that was the championship record as well. Um, and I saw that before and I was like, I'm going to try and get that. <laughs> Already a gold medalist here in the mixed medley relay. He's had a huge 24 hours after that. So you're there and, and Watanabe was up in two as well, right? Yeah, in this race. Yeah, it was in like... No, he was down the bottom in seven. Yeah, in seven. Uh, yeah. And he was only just behind me as well. He went 206.7, which is a world-class swim as well. Wilson swam last night to equal it. He swims real fast from the start. So we've seen him under world record through the first three laps in the heats and the semis. He got that one last night. Andrew Wilson above him. Both Wilsons, they like to go out fast. But Chukov, there he is on camera in the blue cap. Watch for him to storm home. Slapping again. I've <laughs> got the same routine as well for the slapping. It's always pecs, lats. I do my biceps and then I'll get on the block and do the arms overhead. Wilson away well. This is the final of the men's 200 metres breaststroke. Wilson and Chukkoff in those middle lanes. Watanabe is the other world record holder down in lane seven. He is away quickly, but so too is Matt Wilson. Yeah, you can already see the difference in style. Wilson taking it out hard in the yellow cap. Chukov to his left, really just stroking out, almost in slow motion at the moment. So the two Wilsons are going fast. That's Matt Wilson in four and Andrew Wilson above him in three, the American. The American in the black cap, of course, the Australian in the yellow cap as they go through the first 50. And uh, Matt Wilson, Andrew Wilson, as I mentioned, we keep our eyes also on what I'm surprised day. Andrew Wilson went with you early here. I was a bit surprised. Yeah, he, um, I mean, he paid for it in the last 50 a bit, but um, that's what I like to do. I like to try and get people to react to me and not vice versa. So I always go out, or well, not hard, but a bit faster. Minute point six. So you're, you're 1.6 ahead of Chupkov at this point. <laughs> and then he uh, puts on the burners. The rate goes up a bit. He's the Olympic champ, wouldn't rule him out at the moment, but Matt Wilson's still leading. And Andrew Wilson has made up a bit of a gap there on Matt Wilson as well as they go up towards the 150 metre mark. It is still Matt Wilson, and they are well under world record Point seven under world record pace. Faster than I went in the semi. Chukkov in lane number five. You think the winner wins this will probably break the world record. Matt Wilson, Chukkov, and what an army. This is a terrific 
race. The landed couldn't win from there. It's chucked off Getty Long on top here. What an army as well. Matt Wilson. This is another world record. It goes the way of Chukkov. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Don't know why they put the camera on me first off, but they got that brilliant moment of my thumb cramp. But we've seen this before from Chukkov, such a good racer, saves a lot of energy for that last lap. And that was a real brawl on the way home. Amazing, he has smashed the world record over half a second. All right, we'll, we'll pause it there. So, you know, half a second world record, but we, everyone knows Chukkov's been threatening for a while to, to, to break through that and smash that. I think he's done a multiple 206 highs and... and that's probably the perfect race for him. He had two or three guys, yourself and Watanabe, go out hard. Yeah. So that probably draws him out. And he can pace it a bit off fast as well. So, yeah, so you're welcome, Anton. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I um, always knew turning at 150 that he was going to just raid up and have a massive last 50. And it's just about me trying to hold on and um, not get too caught up in that and not try and overrate. Um, I think I did a bit in the end there, but that's something I can go back and work on. I still you reckon you overrated at the end there? Yeah, well, I reckon I was trying to rush it a bit. Not overrating, I, over, I rushed it a bit. Yeah. So I wasn't grabbing as much water in that last five or ten metres. And I think if you watch the video, you see the world record line just go straight past. So I was in front of it comfortable, or a bit more comfortably than I was in the semi. Yeah. And then you were faster through 150 than the semi, probably, right? Yeah, I was faster through 150. I was probably yeah. faster through 180, 185. Yeah. And then I started to rush a bit, and then I just wasn't grabbing any water. Um, Are you tired at the end of a two and a breast? Are you actually yeah. hurting? Oh that, yeah, I was hurt. I was hurting pretty bad that one. Um, I could feel the cramp in my hands coming on, <laughs> and as soon as I hit the wall, that's when it happened. And I mean, they put the camera on me first off. Still don't know why they did that. So but what was it? Double thumb cramp, you said. So I cramped in my right thumb and then I tried to take my goggles off and I couldn't. So I was just like hitting my face <laughs> and I went, all right, I'll try to get it off my left hand. And then as soon as I did that, that one cramped as well. So I was here with like... <laughs> and this. has that ha ever happened before? No, I don't think so. <laughs> so, <laughs> so your thumbs just can't take the pressure of the moment. <laughs> yeah, no, they, were just, they were just stuck there, two useless hands. I couldn't get my goggles <laughs> off. It looks so weird, and that's yeah. now become a meme, has it? Yes. Yeah, so there was a on Instagram on one of the British meme pages. Um, there's like a meme. It's captioned like when Mum won't take your macas, and she says there's food at home, <laughs> and they've got like text over the my hand, and it says like the food at home, and it's like my face looking at my hand, and I'm like disgusted at it, and I'm like shaking, and I was just like, <laughs> I thought it was pretty clever. There's been a couple as well. There was well, one in 2017. Yeah, that's, that's I've made it. That's I've actually made it now <laughs> well it, it's interesting watching that I mean it only the action only happened that last 25 when, when Chukkov comes through and, and he takes probably only 10 strokes over the first 50 and then he takes 10 strokes in the last 10 metres like he his yeah. race strategy is just not like nothing we've ever seen before 1022 1039 yeah nearly even splitting it yeah. which is just yeah 
unheard of. Um, so what's what's going to be the race plan to to beat that next year to out race him because he's he's the number one racer hasn't been beaten since he got third at the Olympics yeah. hasn't lost the two hundred breaststroke since so what's what's going to be the method? I mean I think I'm just going to have to stick with the race plan that works for me. I'm not going to be changing my race plan to suit his. Um, what if you wait in the lane? What if you're out in lane two when he was out in four or something like that? Would my race plan yeah. change? No. Or do you think do you think he, he wouldn't be able to oh, see you? You know. I reckon he's he does he's such a good racer. I reckon he'd yeah. still be able to pull out that. It's all in his last fifty, isn't it? <laughs> How relaxed mm. he is through that first. Like you said, he takes ten strokes off the first fifty and then ten strokes in the last ten. He just rates up. He has all that energy to drop a thirty two low, thirty one high last fifty. Yeah. That he can incredible that. I reckon he would um, sway too much from that, even if I was out in lane one or two or whatever. I reckon he's a pretty consistent racer as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a big best time for him. Half a second PB for you. What an RB goes, what, one one-hundredth, what, one-tenth off his old world record. So mm-hmm. return to form for him from a couple of years. Stubbly Cook PBs as well. And who else was, was in that race? You've got the British guys, you've got the American guys. So it's, yeah. even though... You know, there's field. It's a couple of guys at 206 and Chukov's been dominant. It's it's anybody's game, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Olympics next year is going to be very, very, very interesting. Because um, it's, like you said, it's anyone's race. Anyone can step up. Like, I had a big year this year. Like, there could be someone else who's going to have a big year and drop yeah. half a second or a second. And Belanda's um, back into it after a couple of years, yeah, sort of nowhere, you know? He, um, he had a rough 2017, I think it was. Um, started to get a bit better in 2018 and he's now back making finals, finals mm. which is where he wants to be. Um, and he's definitely going to be a threat as well. He's been in that situation before and he's performed, so he'll yeah. be there as well. Um, well, he won. Yeah, he won 20 out of lane eight. But he won out of lane eight. So you're right, next year's finals just going to be off the chain. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that probably wasn't the far... We actually, I expected that final to be so much faster than what it was. He won in a 207.4, I think it was. Yeah, but, now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So 207.4 was fifth at World Champs just then. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's just going to be a whole new level of racing, I think. Yeah, awesome. And then coming off that, Silver, you were, I, I saw you after the race. You, you were pretty happy with Silver, even after the world record. Yeah, oh, yeah for sure. I was stoked with that. I went... 2066 again. Um, yeah. Same, basically replicated. Literally, yeah. Point 0.01, sorry, off what I did the day before, which I thought was it was just awesome. And I composed myself that I could, so I could do that, which um, I was even more impressed with. Like backing up with all that pressure um, that was now on me, I was going in as the favourite in some mm-hmm. people's eyes. Um, and what I did to compose myself and go 2066 again, I was very happy with that. And I'm gonna repli- sorry, replicate that going into um, yeah. Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, well, there's <clears throat> day six. I think the, the Aussie boys win the four by two that night, so a big night yeah. for Australia. And you've still got the medley relay to come on day eight. So, and then 59-1 in the heat, 59-6, so that week started to catch up on you yeah. a little bit. That, that was one of the worst races or worst hundreds I've done. But um, I mean, in the morning I felt pretty rough. Like I was expecting to, cause I hadn't raced and I'd just been doing a few easy sessions. So I was just thinking if I could get the morning swim 
don't get a bit of freshness going into t- um, that night, that um, I'd be able to put down like another 58 point. Um, in the final, I think we were lane two. I mean, I just hit the wall at 50 and I was like, I felt just very lethargic. Like, yeah. And that's yeah. something that I have to work on is um, maintaining that energy throughout the whole week and not just part of a week. Um, I got, in 2017, that was a big thing as well. So I was, but that was like a lot worse than what I was doing this year. So I was like a couple of days up, a couple of days down, a couple of days up, it was up and down. It's just like a frog in a sock. So it was, um, so I improved from 2017, but now I want to improve on that again so I can get a whole week yeah. of putting down world-class times and fighting for medals. And that's what, what people don't realize that I haven't been in that environment over eight days. Mm-hmm. A lot happens over eight days, and in, in this instance, there was controversy. It was it was emotional. The Australian team was riding high, um, and I think that's why you, you take your hat off to a guy like Dressel or before him, Phelps and Lockley that can just race consistently so well, yeah. multiple times a night across eight days. Yeah, it's incredible. Those people are the freaks. <laughs> Dressel's a freak. He's a, probably going to be one of the, probably the best swimmer in world championship history, I'd say, going around. That 100 fly he did at world champs was unbelievable. 49 Mm. low, I think it was. I can't remember the time exactly. But I remember watching that race and just going like, wow, that was amazing. You're never going to see something like that, I reckon. Hey, he's a world record holder. You're a world record holder. (laughs) Former. Former. World champion gold medalist. So, awesome. All right, well, thanks for taking us through that that big week of of Guangzhou, that's probably you know the best week of your career. Yeah, for sure. I'd like to think one of the best weeks of your life, but you know bigger and better things to come next year for sure, huh? Yeah, hopefully. Um, we'll see what happens next year. I mean, I'd like to just keep improving, just keep putting my best foot forward, and I'd be happy with that. Well, there you go, guys. The week that was. Matt Wilson recounting his world record and silver medal winning swims in the 200 breast at this year's World Champs in Guangzhou. Thanks for listening in and stay tuned for part two of the interview with Matt Wilson.